What in the world did you do? You hung up. I didn't hang up. <laughs> I, I guess you hung up. You're just like, I'm tired of this shit. This sounds stupid. I'm done already. Bye. <laughs> no, I did not hang up. Mm-hmm. Well, I just think that maybe I like your, your start. Um, I think that you should do, you know, you know, I'm Curtis. Hi, I'm Will. And then you could go right into, and we're going to be talking about this today. Okay. Well, let's, uh, and gets right to the meat and bones. Let's go ahead and and try something out real quick. So thank you everybody for joining us. This is the gaming generation, a podcast where we talk about gaming's past, present and future. I am Curtis. My name is Will. And today we are going to talk to you about Mass Effect, the Legendary Edition. Coming May 14th, 2021, which is a little over a month and a half away, uh, we have Mass Effect Legendary Edition dropping. And from what I understand, it's a collection of Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. Um, How many of the Mass Effects have you played, Will? I played all three of them. the the great thing about it is is that it's it's a story and and nobody does it better than than bioware obviously i mean they've had so many so many great storytelling uh games in the past and this is just another example of them remastering something that's gold um obviously a lot of people aren't very happy with how the game ends a lot of times but at least this is going to give us a much better clarity of what they wanted to do originally all right, and I know there there's actually another Mass Effect. Um, were you able to play the other one as well? But Andromeda. Um, I did not play Andromeda. Me myself, uh, I played through one, two, and three, and I cried. Um, <laughs> and then I I started Andromeda, but I I have not finished it yet. Yeah, from from my from my point of view, it wasn't. You're not missing much. One, two, and three is. Is the story that I think that they wanted to get out there. Um, I think Andromeda was was first off another team. If I remember right, we could double check that. But um, it's definitely it's it's definitely a different route or a different storytelling, obviously, than than the first three, which I believe were were absolutely amazing stories. So tell tell me a little bit about one, two, and three, and uh, what really drew you to the game. Well. First off, I, I think that this was the first experience. I mean, we've all played Fable and we've played, I mean, even Boulder's Gate, which is also created by by Bioware and, and obviously Star Wars. But it was the first time that I really felt that I made a decision, you know, and, and when my decision actually changed the outcome of the story, that was pretty remarkable to me. I, I can't say that I ever had that experience before then, now after that, obviously, I mean, there's been tons of games, even DLC, you know, downloadable games um, like The Walking Dead that has have picked that alive now. But it definitely for me was the first time I experienced the ability to make a decision that can actually change the outcome of, of the storyline. You know, I actually 
I I didn't understand, I don't think, the the impact of me making choices until I played Mass Effect 2 and soon realized that all the choices I made in Mass Effect 1 are going to have some type of uh, impact on Mass Effect 2. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and that was that was also a, an amazing an amazing piece to this whole storytelling was that you can actually continue your story. And, you know, it's like taking a, a book series and you go from one book to the next, to the back, to the next, to the next. And you're able to, in this game, do this pretty much the same thing. And I think that what they're doing is compiling this into one beautiful package and making, you know, we haven't even talked about what they're changing or what, what we're looking at for the future with this, but you know, they're, they're giving you a platform to where you can just start with one, go all the way through three. The, the, the visuals are going to now be the same. The, the gameplay is going to be now the same. You know, I mean, we're talking, we're, we're upgrading this to a 4k, you know, 60 frames per second. I mean, it's, it's just an amazing opportunity, I think. And that, that's that's what it is and i think that's what their their goal was was to give you a book and be able to continue through chapter to chapter that's that's a neat a neat factor from this game yeah no uh, it's definitely a, an amazing change to a, a remaster process i don't think i've seen anything do a remaster this heavily ever in the gaming world so far how, do you know of any other games that have done something that The Undertaking is this huge? No, I mean, I've seen games totally changed. I mean, i.e. Final Fantasy VII. Um, or I've just seen them clean up the graphics. This this is an overhaul. This is a... And I believe that they're not even going... I mean, they've, they've gone to a whole new... Um, what do they make the games on? I've lost my train of thought. Um, the engine? The engine, they've changed the whole engine. They didn't even, so anyways, I don't know, maybe I'll go somewhere else with this, but, you know, they've, they've changed the engine with this. They've, they've gone through and they, they upgraded everything. They've now have the ability to use the power of the new systems, um, which is going to do one of the greatest things that I can see with this is what was killing me with the originals was the load times. So now we're not going to be stuck in an elevator for 20 minutes. This is this is going to be a remarkable situation when it comes to the actual high graphics, the true vision that they wanted to show, and obviously pushing it through with without a without a hiccup. And I and I think that's the the greatest the greatest thing about this. The fact that they have 40 pieces of DLC with this and they're not even you know, even looking twice about making us pay for that is amazing. You know, it's all put in there. Yeah, we lose one piece, you know, the the Pinnacle Station, which honestly, that was in one. They tried to put it in three, and they obviously screwed the pooch on that. But, you know, I mean, that that's nothing compared to the the guns that they're going to put in there through the DLC, the, the stories that are going to continue. I mean, I think they got all the, the major points that they need. I mean, we literally didn't lose much that the station is not something that I'm going to lose sleep over to be completely honest with you. So earlier you mentioned that it's going to be uh, 4k and they're going to up the frame rate. Um, a tell, me a, per second. 
Yeah, tell me a, a little bit more about how you think about that and whether or not it's going to require a, a new generation of console to really um, get the true masterpiece that it's going to be. Well, w when you're jumping to the 4K and 60 frames consistent um, FPS, I mean, obviously, you're going to want to use the the new the new consoles to be able to play this game. I mean, that's where you're going to actually get the true vision of what Bioware is trying to do with this. You know, they made, they made Mass Effects one pretty much like George Lucas made Star Wars. You know, he, he threw it out there. He, they, they took a swing with the bat, but they had so much more that they wanted to put into it. And I think that that's what they're doing with this. Now that they have the power to, to give you better graphics, better abilities, changing the way that we do the 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 weapon system thank goodness i'm glad that they got rid of rid of the all of that and went with with what they did with the later games you know it's it's going to be probably best viewed just like any of these remasters that we're doing now i mean even final fantasy you're going to notice so much better on the new consoles that you know you're going to want to play it on 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 your the, the newest generation of, of systems and the same thing with your pc when you hit it on the pc i mean you're probably gonna be complaining at first but once you realize what the top specs are then you upgrade do what you need to do which you do anyways and move on but i mean it's definitely nice to be able to have something that is going to be the true vision of what what uh, bioware wanted to do in the first place which that's why I don't hate on George Lucas for changing what he did. Yeah, and for everybody listening, it is a March 1st, 2021. Um, we're still having a uh, shortage of uh, next-generation gaming console, due in part a lot to uh, people that are uh, trying to scalp them, um, but also just a, a large demand on the new consoles. Um, I still don't personally have a next-generation console, um, I'm waiting to get me an Xbox Series X, um, but I still have had no luck. Yeah, no, and, and I, I'm still not with the next generation either. Um, I'll obviously be going PlayStation. But, um, you know, I mean, and I think a lot of that's with the chips, with with the, the situation that we are all living in right now. You know, I mean, it, it's going to come around. It's going to be like any other generation. You're going to miss out the first four or five months and you're going to see start seeing stockpiles which is going to give us the ability to obviously play these games at their full, full capacity so i'm curious uh there's a lot being done especially in one two and uh one and two yes uh do you consider this a remake or a remaster or something entirely new that we've never even heard of well, it's it's totally entirely new from my point of view. I mean, at least with what I've been been seeing, um, I'll tell you the 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 visuals alone are are being changed. Um, the the fact that they're going to lock it down to one type of system, I mean, that was the biggest thing. Is like there were so many people I knew that missed out on on the first one, Mass Effect One, and then got Mass Effect Two. And then like, wow, I love this game. Let's go back to Mass Effect 1. And, and the style of game is totally different. And I think that what's going to be amazing about this is the fact that you could play three games that are now going to be optimized to, to play all as one. Well. 
and and I think that's really neat. Now, obviously, they are three individual games. They have, you know, that's not going to change. They are individual, but you can now just sit down and and mash through them all, which which is amazing. And they're all going to be the same type of scheme, you know, layouts, everything. You know, it's you're not going to have to fight with going from one one play style to another, which I think alone is is worth its price in gold, personally. Yeah, I just I recently uh, repicked up Mass Effect One uh, for the Xbox One, and I, I'm playing through, and the controls are just so hard to get used to at first. And then on top of that, the the characters compared to what they they look like in later generations of the game are just awful. I was just like, wow, Shepard's yeah. ugly. <laughs> I had the same thing. I mean, I, I was blessed to be able to play from one through, but yeah, I mean, and that's, that's one of the things I noticed also is like, you know, just to go back and, and play them even in, in, in line, you know, chronologically, you're jumping from one style to another, you know, you didn't have that, that gap between productions and, you know, it's definitely, it's it's definitely a challenge and it always has been. I and again, I think this goes back to, to Bioware. It's like, let's make this the way that it's supposed to be. I mean, from from my point of view, just having the the game first off sped up. You know, you're you're talking about new hardware. You're talking about I mean, even if you're playing with the Xbox One, you know, it's like it's still light years away from from what we were playing it on originally um so i mean it's just it's the load times and that that was my biggest pet peeve with this game was the load times and and sitting in the in the the darn elevator and yeah you get a lot of cool banter back and forth i get it but man you know sometimes you just want to keep pushing on and and I think that that's what we're going to get this time. Not not only is it going to be faster, it's going to be sleek. It's going to be the the same playout layout schemes, and you know, honestly, it's going to look amazing. And that's that's you know, it's gonna. It's you think you cried the first time you played it? Yeah, I think you're going to be a little bit closer to these characters when they actually look real. And I and I think that's the biggest thing for me is the fact that. You know, when does it when does it get to be too real when you're making these decisions? But I think it's it's I think it's a neat concept. I think that, that Bioware's definitely going in the right direction with this. And gosh, I mean, if they can only do this with other games, I mean they have a plethora of amazing games that I want to see them do this with also. I mean, come on. So I was actually uh reading an interview with one of the members of Bioware and one thing that you mentioned was the the banter that you got in the elevators and they're actually not going to lose it. Um they actually have new triggers for it so it triggers earlier and quicker so that you it matches with the new load time and you don't miss out on that banter. And and that's that's very important. That's totally important, you know. I mean, I I want to be able to 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 do that i just don't want to be stuck in an elevator for for 10 minutes you know i mean it, it you definitely want it because that gives you the personality that gives you the emotion and i get it because when you make certain decisions with some of these characters you know it gets emotional and you you build up a relationship but you know i just think that this is going to be 
amazing. I mean, if they give the ability to be able to skip past it or listen to it if you want to, that's that's going to be, you know, a nod to them. I mean, it, it's just it's just a, a great feeling to know that I could play this game without sitting there for for five minutes watching an elevator go. Yeah, I I know um, when I was playing one here just a little bit ago, uh, I was in an elevator and (laughs) it was just after I took out a bad guy. And I thought that the coolest thing was the news information coming through the loudspeaker telling me about this bad guy was just murdered on the station and he had to do with this and this and this. And I was like, you know, that that is extra for the, the time that it came out in. Uh, I don't think a lot of games were were putting that much behind the like the B reel of the story where you're just walking around and something that you did affected it. Right. No. And like I said, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. Um, you know, I just I want to be able to choose to do it. Um, that being said, you know, what do you think about the camera angles? Because obviously that's obviously hitting a lot of the the lanes out there is like, why are you changing the camera angles? I mean, do you think this is a good move for them? Is it saving up room or do you think that they should have just left it well enough alone because that's just the way the game was played? So that's, that's really funny. And for those who have never played mass effect, uh, I truly believe that commander Shepard was a borderline pervert. He was obsessed (laughs) with butts (laughs) It didn't matter if it was a girl's butt, a guy's butt, an alien's butt. Like, he was all about butts. And I think that that is a a character development piece. Like, at the end of the day, I'm not doing that all the time. But Commander Shepard, I feel like that's his A game right there. So I, I kind of I kind of get in the, the current climate of the of uh the world right now why they're why they're adjusting them but i personally feel like it takes a little bit away from character development of who commander shepherd is because at the end of the day he's not you he's somebody that you're playing and right. yes you can play him like you but he needs to have enough of his own story to keep you going and keep you interested no absolutely and, and i have a couple of concepts on this but First off, I played this game originally thinking that this guy was Captain Kirk. So, I mean, he has all the options, all the different types of people. Hey, you know what? Do your thing. That being said, I think I can understand why they're doing it. And the reason why is because they want focus to be story and not on these well-designed back ends of uh, aliens. (laughs) So I I get it. Personally, I'm a grown man. I'm an adult. I'm going to play video games how I want to. And I appreciate it. I like it, but I could see why. And, you know, if it saves room, if it makes it faster again, you know, hey, change the camera angle, let the storyline focus. But I think it was part of the original game. And I also think I'm going to miss it. And I'm, I'm going to think about it being a former player. You know, somebody coming in new, you're going to have an amazing experience. And it's not going to be nor here nor there. But for some of us, yeah, I think I'm going to be looking for it now. And it's going to bother me because I can't see it. And, and you know, continuing on with the the 
current climate of the world, I think that this game was actually progressive for its time because you could be a male commander, you could be a female mm-hmm. commander, you could be a gay or lesbian commander. It didn't matter. It did not take away from the story at all. And on top of that, it gave people the agency to feel like they were included in the game. This 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 game obviously broke every rule at the time and and it's amazing it's great i mean you even have an alien race that is asexual that could breed with any type of sex but it will still be its own so i mean it's it's pretty it's pretty above and beyond its time um but again that's what drove us all to it that's that's what made us go into this adventure is because you know you could be a space cowboy out there and you could do whatever you wanted to. And it was pretty amazing. And your decisions made sense, you know, to what you wanted the gameplay to, to fall out as. I, I think, I think this is a good move. I really think that they wanted to revision this. They wanted to give us what they wanted to do originally. And I, for what I've seen, I mean, we'll, we'll obviously see soon because I'll be right there waiting in line for it, but you know, I think I think this is going to be a good opportunity for all of us. Definitely. All right. Uh, Mass Effect multiplayer mode. Um, I know that <laughs> there was a really heavy push in Andromeda um, to really latch on to, to multiplayer concepts. And there's a lot of games out there right now that are uh, pushing multiplayer with microtransactions. Um Tell me how you feel about uh, what the Legendary Edition is going to be doing with multiplayer mode. Well, multiplayer mode is not going to be existent, which, which from this point of view, I think is great. Now, yes, I think that Mass Effect 3 multiplayer is probably still played to this day. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, it, it, was, it was good for what it is, but when I play Mass Effect, I want to play story. I'm I'm playing that game for story mode. I, I'm not going to sit there and, and and play multiplayer and get anything out of it other than a couple of achievements and some really cool kills. I mean that that's all it is to me. I mean I could play COD for that, but I think that it it, it is an element that needs to be there. Now that it's not going to be there, I think is just prime for them to send out some DLC in the future. It keeps it alive. Maybe in a couple months when when well, I think it's going to be a little bit longer than that. Maybe six months once this this cools down and people have gotten through a couple of the discs, um, if not the whole thing. I think that they're going to have something that's going to be either, I hope, would be free um, in the stores for us to get. That would be a remastered multiplayer um, portion of it, which is going to be an attachment, um, but or even a standalone. But it's... It, for this, I think it's perfect. I think it's also a recipe for them to to give us more in the future, which is what I think they're trying to do. But you know, Bioware wants wants to keep us intrigued. They give us that, and then hopefully they'll do something with Knights or something. Give us some Star Wars remaster Star Wars, please, if you're listening. Oh my God, playing playing a remastered Star Wars and maybe even adding a, a new episode on the end of that would be amazing. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's and like I said, they're they're gonna give us food. And and I honestly truly believe that they're gonna give us a multiplayer. I think it was prime for them not to put it on this. 
They wanted to give us the, the experience the way it's supposed to be. I've harped on that now already enough, so I'm not going to bring it up again, but I think that's what they want to do. Now they're going to add something to it. I mean, Andromeda, let's buy. I'm not going to lose sleep over that. One through three, amazing. I have my my upsets, and I'm not going to do any spoilers in this at all because there's going to be a lot of people that are going to play it for the first time. You know, I have lots of, of, of upset portions of that game. Trust me, it's not perfect. It's not gold. But I think what they're going to give you is going to be gold without the expectation of them changing any of the story, which is great. And and that's that's what I'm looking forward to. Then a couple months down the road, you know, Bioware is going to get back in the in the in the spotlight. By the way, we have this awesome remastered multiplayer. Here you guys go. It's free. Take it. That would be amazing to me. I don't know how how I'd feel about adding in the multiplayer, especially with the with the amount of free to play multiplayers that are out there right now. Um, I I feel like it it would probably get lost in the mix. Um, yeah. And it but, could, but I like I said, I won't swear to it, and I should have checked. But I I honestly think that Mass Effect Three multiplayer is. <laughs> is is still active i mean it 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 definitely did great and and that's definitely something that that they can approve on i mean it's not there's there's diehard fans to this this series i mean this world not to sound cliche but this is the closest you're going to get for me to the vision of lucas and star wars i mean when it comes to video games I mean, minus IE playing a, a Star Wars game, obviously, which which they've had their hands in immensely. But this is space cowboy, no no hand. You know, it, it's amazing, and and I think people love this this universe. People live in this universe, and I think it's going to be fine. That's why I don't think that it was meant to be on this disc at all. They want to focus on the story, which is perfect for me because this story is what I go for. Um. But I think I think it's going to be something that they'll nod to in the future. I, I truly do. It's not a necessity, but there are a lot of people that like the the Mass Effects online. At least there was. <laughs> I won't swear to it now. I don't play it. So you you talk a lot about how good this story is. Um, yes. So um, for those that don't know, Will uh, he has been a video game collector <laughs> probably since the Stone Age, and. <laughs> He has more video games than anybody I know and has probably played more video games than anybody I know. Um, what, at, where would this be in your top 10 of video game stories? Well, first off, I am a hardcore retro game. I love my old games. It's not about anything that that's where my heart is. Um, as far as story goes... This is definitely in the top five. I mean, I play games that have very little story, but giving me the biggest story possible just by playing the game. You pick up from it. Um, Symphony of Night is one of those. You know, it's certain games that, that I've played that don't feed off a story like games like these do, um, but have given me so much to, to offer. Um, but I mean, yeah, no, th- this... This to me is like I said, it, it's it's a darker universe when it comes to 
comparing it to Star Wars, which could be the greatest compliment I can I can say. Um, it, it's just it just has so much to offer. And and again, I think the biggest thing was was the fact that it was mind blowing to me that I picked up this game. I in fact I think I pre ordered it, and I put it in, played it, and it was the first time that I felt that my decisions mattered. And I think that's where it lands. It lands in a totally different thing. And that's, you know, we could all say we played Fable and we played, you know, RPGs and, you know, come on. They, they all have choices and, and direction. But this truly, you know, you can you can off somebody that you really worked a lot on. So it's pretty neat, pretty neat and unique at the time. Obviously, they've done it over and over again since then. But at that time, it was the first I've ever experienced that. Yeah, I have to completely agree that, that top five video game stories of all time is definitely where Mass Effect needs to be. Um, it, it was a unique IP. It came out of nowhere, and it just blew everybody that I know that played it away. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. It, it, was, it definitely came out of nowhere. And, you know, there was always... Oh, I'm gonna bring up. I'm gonna bring up something. I mean, Two Human was supposed to be that. You know, when I when I was watching and waiting for that game to come out by Silicon Knights, and it's a shame what happened. Whatever, totally different podcast. We'll talk about that one day. But that's what I expected Two Human to be, and what Bioware did was provided me that adventure and. It's it's pretty pretty unique, and a lot of times, a lot of companies tried it at that time, um, and it didn't work. Obviously, to humans, an example, but you know, they they definitely they definitely set a bar that they were able to hold for for many years, and they're coming back in 2021, which is amazing to me. All right, so now the question I have wanted to know this whole time, Will, yeah, what? feature or thing coming out in this new edition are you most looking forward to the fact that i could play this game with one person i think that the 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 character generator being optimized is going to make the story better for me um i just want to be able to sit down and and you know it's like watching lord of the rings let's go there let's go let's go really in left field the characters all look the same. The world all looks the same. The story is all blended together. And I think that that's what this is going to do. Playing Mass Effects over the years, it was always a new adventure for me. Even though it was a story, it was all supposed to be combined. I think this is going to give that ability. And the fact that they're going to be able to character generate from disc one through, and it's all going to just carry on. That's what makes it really beautiful for me. I love that. And of course, the graphics are going to be amazing. I, I think that I'm completely in step with you. The The thing that I want to see is that character generator. I, I know that there's going to be new features, new hairstyles, new looks. I, I want to see how in-depth they, they continue to make it across the board because I, I really just don't want uh, a shepherd that looks like he was uh, beaten out back in the behind the bar before he <laughs> came in to, you know, rescue the world. That was the shepherd that we all started with, though, my friend. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I, I I remember just now, like, so you you met Captain Anderson um in the beginning, and his character model is just atrocious. And then I just finished doing the best I could to make Commander Shepard look like me, and it still looked worse than I do. <laughs> and then I see this Turian come out, and it's yeah. it's the first alien race you get to see, and I'm like, wow, I want to be that guy. Forget my guy. Like, you spent so much time making this alien race look good that you made the humans look insanely bad. So I, I, I'm really looking forward to the adjustment in the character models. Yeah, no, it, it's going to be neat. And, and then the fact that the, ga- the game's going to be played the same way throughout. You know, the HUD's going to be the same. You know, how, how you're running through the game is going to be the same. You know, we didn't even talk about Mako. You know, the the driving that all-terrain vehicle was a bear in the first one. It was absolutely so floaty. It drove me nuts. The fact that they're going to be able to tweak that and hopefully get that right, I mean, it's just going to make it smooth. And I'm, shoot, I'm looking forward to spending as many hours as I can going back through it because of just I want to see it played right. That's all I want to do. Oh my goodness, you, you're talking about that stupid altering vehicle just frustrates me. So um, in in Mass Effect 1... Mako, Mako, right? Mako, right? Yeah. It, in Mass Effect 1, one of the worst, worst things was that truck. And <laughs> the, the second worst thing to that, actually the top worst thing to that, was the autosave feature that <laughs> autosaved at the most random times. I got the truck for the first time and I drove out to go to uh, the science facility. And right. there are so many bad guys out there in between you and the science facility. And I'm having a terrible time trying to drive this car, even on the Xbox One uh, X. And I, I'm struggling to aim it. There's little people and turrets shooting me from everywhere. So I just start <laughs> plowing through. Like I pick one person's shield and I shoot through the shield and I drive straight through that and I don't look behind me. And I get all the way there. And then I get inside the science facility. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm inside. And in my brain, likely it's going to autosave right here because this is a new area. It nope. has to autosave right here. I get through most of this entire facility and I haven't even thought about saving because I've been spoiled with a lot of new games that are really good at auto saving. Mm-hmm. And the boss smacks me <laughs> like nothing I have ever seen. Like I don't even remember getting beaten that hard the first time I saw this boss. And then I'm like, whatever it's you know it it's gonna let me redo parts of this map i'll go i'll level up i'll come back i'll do better no it goes back to before i even got the truck and i'm like oh i i hit the power button on my game i set it down i walked away i was like i can't deal with you right now and to me that that's funny because it's it's how much I've been spoiled by the the newer games that that mm-hmm. little thing frustrated me. No, absolutely. And me being somebody that didn't even have saves with most of the games I play, I'm 
I am a, a saveaholic. You know, I'm playing Zelda right now. Um, and I don't even have to save because it auto saves like every time you go into a new room. I mean, I can see it pop up and I still save it because I just it's just such a habit for me just to be able to have the ability to save a game is amazing to me first off right but i think that that's getting fixed obviously um i was watching or i was reading press relief something and um that in the ai the ai could be extremely stupid but i think those were two major topics that um they said that they're going to fix the the auto saving which is going to be more traditional to today's standards obviously which would be great new areas new situ situations completions of tasks you know, that's how games save now um, before they relied on you to save or, you know, they just didn't save at all. Um, I, you know, Mass Effect 1 was like that. It was horrible. Um, but they're going to fix that. And the AI in general, which is really going to make me happy because, you know, you had your companions going outside and picking flowers while some of the, the AI baddies were going around and staring at walls so i'm really going to be excited to see how much more difficult the ai is going to be um how the companions are going to react you know it's those are the type of things that going back to your original question i, I think i'm, I'm going to be more keen to, to see how that's going to change you know that that'll be really neat to to process and and relive that that adventure with a little bit more intelligence um, from the, the AI side. I, I think that's exciting. And the bosses too. The thing that frustrates me about the, the saving even more so is I never learned my lesson. <laughs> um, I, I know I was playing another game recently that we're not going to name right now, but <laughs> they gave you a save point that you could take with you and set down somewhere. <laughs> And so I took it with me and I say, set it down and I had only been using one slave slot the entire time. And I continued to use that one save slot and I set it down and then it glitched out and I couldn't go backwards from that point in the game anymore. I was so, so mad because I, I had to replay that game because I was trying to do a completion run. Yeah. Uh, Something tells me we're going to talk about that one pretty soon. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, so it, my, my biggest tip to everybody out there is use multiple save slots. Don't be me. I'm, I'm terrible at it, but I know better. And I just constantly save. I'm crazy about it. I'm coming from a generation where I had to write down a 20-letter number combination for saves. So the fact that I could save at any point makes me happy. All right. Um, that's all I had. Do you have more stuff that you wanted to go over? No. Um, honestly, I think that we hit all the points. Um, I'm just excited. I think that this is a great opportunity for old and new players of this game. Um, there's a story to be had here. And anybody that's played it before, I think we're all in the same boat that we're excited to see what they're going to do with it. Um, and anybody that's never played it, pick up a copy. You're not going to be disappointed. There are going to be some bad port, port points to the game. Don't get me wrong. It's not flawless. Um, but what game is flawless? But um, it definitely will get you on an adventure that, that you'll remember. It's, it's pretty neat. 
That's all I got, my friend. Uh, for those of you that haven't played any of these yet um, and you want to hype yourself up or learn more or it's an old game that you want to play, um, it is currently available for sure in the Xbox store. Um, it is also available for free if you're a subscriber to the Xbox Games Pass. Um, so I, I would definitely suggest if you have uh, an Xbox, at least giving the game a try before it comes out so that you can really understand the, the difference and love that this company put into it. And I would say go out, buy yourself a PlayStation 3, get the original, because that's how I like to play it. I'm excited for the new one, but that's how I remember it. Go retro. All right, everybody. I want to thank you uh, for coming in and hanging out with us in the gaming generation. Um, my name is Curtis. My name is Will. And we'll see you next time. If you want to talk to us in between, we're going to leave some links where you can leave some audio messages or you can reach us on the Twitter. Um, other than that, GG, everybody. GG. Bye.